Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode 85 of The Informed Catholic. We're going to celebrate the uh, 27th Sunday of Ordinary Time. So if you like my channel, please subscribe and share. So let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, Ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to, pre to please pray with me and for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Now the Gloria. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world. Receive our prayers. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, the first reading, Habakkuk, chapter 1. The just one, because of his faith, shall live. A reading from the book of Habakkuk. How long, O Lord, I cry for help, but you do not listen. I cry out to you, violence, but you do not intervene. Why do you let me see ruin? Why must I look at misery? Destruction and violence are before me. There are strife and clamorous discord. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write down the vision clearly upon the tablets. So that one can read it readily. For, this, for the vision still has its time, presses on the fulfillment and will not disappoint. If it delays, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not be late. The rash one has no integrity, but the just one, because of his faith, shall live. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 95, and the response response is, If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Let us acclaim the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us joyfully sing psalms to him. If today you hear his voice, harden not our hearts. If today you hear his voice, harden not our hearts. Come, let us 
bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us, for he is our God and we are his people. He shepherds the flock he, he guides. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Oh, that today you would hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as at Meribah, as in the day of Massa, in the desert, when your fathers tempted me, and they tested me, though they had seen my works. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Okay, the second reading is from Second Timothy. Paul's letter, second letter to Timothy, chapter 1. Do not be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord. Beloved, I remind you to stir up in, into flame the gift of God that you have through the imposition of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a power and love and self-control. So do not be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord, nor for me, nor nor of me. Do not be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord, nor of me, a prisoner for this for his sake, but bear your share of hardships for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. Take as your norm the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Guard this rich trust with the help of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. Okay, one more time. Beloved, I remind you to stir into flame the gift of God that you have through the imposition of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a power and love and self-control. So do not be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord, nor of me, a prisoner for his sake, but bear your share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. Take as your norm the sound words that you heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Guard this rich trust with the help of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, the Alleluia, Alleluia. The word of the Lord remains forever. This is the word that has been proclaimed to you. Alleluia, Alleluia. It's from 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 25. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Chapter 17, verse 5 and 10. If you have faith. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you have faith, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted into the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your servant who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, Come here immediately and take your place at table. Would he not rather say to him, Prepare something for me to eat. Put on your apron and wait on me. While I eat and drink, you may eat and drink when I am finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what was commanded? So should it be with you. 
when you have done all you have been commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'll read it one more time. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your servant who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here immediately and take your place at table? Would he not rather say to him, prepare something for me to eat, put on your apron and wait on me? While I eat and drink, you may eat and drink when I am finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what, he did what was commanded? I, sh I should say it be with you, so should it be with you. When you have done all you have been commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I guess the best way to sum up what the Lord said is that as a Christian and as, as his as his disciples, as his followers, as people of faith, we must look at ourselves as servants of the gospel, as happy, willing slaves to the Christ. Happy and willing to put our faith, our faith to the test. That the only way our faith can, in, can be increased, because the apostles asked him, they asked him, increase our faith. He said, of course, if you, if you say this mulberry tree to be uprooted and be planted in a sea, in another passage, which I like, and I know, we know that he said this more than once and used many different metaphors, objects, but my favorite is, if you command this mountain to be uprooted and thrown and cast into the sea, it will be, it will be cast into the sea. Well, he's saying the same thing basically about a tree. So he's using a met, he's using the same metaphor, but in, you know, obviously in a different context, but the point is we we're constantly facing unbelievable obstacles. We're constantly being tested by obstacles um, every day. And some obstacles can be tragic, can look hopeless, like hopeless problems in the families, health problems that are just as big as mountains, um, 
legal problems that are just like a mountain in front of us that look impossible to overcome. Disease that looks impossible to overcome. Financial situations that are just big as mountains to some people. And, and it's true. You know, work situations that are challenging and, and, and wearisome and make people unhappy. That it feels like a giant mountain. Now, the part about the servants who, are, who should be content to serve... You see, the point is, who wants to be a servant? It's, it's repulsive, right? It's, it's, it's repulsive, and a lot of people hate that. They hate that. And, I mean, it's the same way like having a miserable job, right? You don't like the job. You hate the people you work with. You hate the job. You hate going in there and clocking in. Nobody wants to be in that situation. Yet, here Jesus is asking to imitate him. To be more like him. He's not asking us to be doormats. He's not asking us to be, to be walked over. What he's asking us is to be like him. To pick up our cross and follow him. And yes, it's hard. It's difficult. But what he's, why, the reason why he's asking this of us is because this is the only way we can come to know him. This is the only way we can come close to him. Is by denying ourselves. He's saying the same thing. Pick up your cross and follow me. The son of man has come to serve, not to be served. Whoever wishes to be my disciple, wishes to follow me, must deny him or herself. Not look back, not look back, but look forward. Follow him on the straight and narrow road, which is difficult. And very few can do it. Pick up your cross and follow me. Deny yourself. Die to yourself. Lose your life. Sacrifice your life. And it goes to the fact what St. Paul says in his letter. Right? It's there. Do not be ashamed of Jesus Christ. Do not be ashamed of your testimony to Jesus Christ. This is not an easy thing. It is, it is difficult. It is part of us, the instinct in us, the sinful instinct in us is to run away. It's to get away from this to get away, to run away, to reject the pain, to reject the suffering, to reject the hardship, to reject the trial. Who wants to do this? Nobody wants to do this. Nobody. And it's true. None of us do. 
But the burden is to become like him, to take it as a cross and go forward, climb that mountain. Climb that mountain. You're, you're, you're exhausted. You're tired. You want to rest. You want to, to sleep. And sometimes even sleep doesn't come, come very well. Our natural instinct is to procrastinate. To feel sorry for ourselves. To, to cry. And, and that's true. I mean, I, I get that feeling too. This, this week I had to work some overtime and I didn't like sacrificing my nights. I didn't like coming home late on the subway. I didn't like feeling tired and exhausted. I may have to do it again this Monday. I may have to do it again Tuesday. I don't want to do it. I want to come home. I want to come home and I want to relax. I want to take off my shoes. I want to have my dinner. I want to watch some television with my mom. I don't like it. I don't like it, but you know what? <laughs> As they say, the money's not going to come to me. I got to go to the money. And that's, and that's sacrifice. That's sacrifice because I got to pay the bills. I got to have enough money and to, to buy other things that we need. And I got to buy, I got to figure, I got to have enough money also to pay the rent. It doesn't come to me. I got to come to it. I got to work for it. And our natural instinct is to get angry, to be upset, to whine and complain. And that's true. But Christ didn't complain. He didn't, he didn't say anything bad. As a matter of fact, he often scolded the apostles for complaining. He often scolded them for for not understanding him, for not seeing things his way. But why? Why, do, why must we serve? Why must we imitate him? Because the other option is to become cruel, to become nasty, to become oppressive, to kill and constantly kill and const and we make things worse. Paul talked about self-restraint. He talked about about self-control, you know, and he says, love, the power of love and self-control. Because that is the nature of Christ. He had power. He could have done whatever he wanted to do. 
He could have done everything the way he uh, with power. He could have shut off that power, but he didn't. He fell asleep in a boat on a on a couch or pillow, while the apostles probably did not enjoy the 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 chilling cold and the cold water splashing on them. You know, I, I often wonder to myself if I was in that boat with the apostles and they were arguing about who would wake him up because they, they're just amazed that he's asleep. I would probably have said, I'm not going to wake him up. You wake him up. I mean, look at him. He's asleep. He It is, is obviously a storm. And everybody just like, of course, I'm not enjoying the fact that it's cold. Because if you think about it, you know, the temperature drops quite considerably over there at night, you know, and it's, it's cold. It's, you know, you're, you're cold to the bones. It's chilly. You know, you, you, you know, your, your clothes are wet. The storm is hitting against you. The water just keep, waves keep coming into the boat and he's fast asleep. He obviously can sleep through a storm. And he's telling us, he's telling us that when a storm comes, when trouble comes, trust the Lord. Trust me. I will get you through it. Trust me. It'll be all right. Trust me. It would all be well. I will get you through it. I will get you through it. Don't be afraid. The boat is the church and you are all together and you and I am with you. And that's what he's saying. Now, it's faith and faith is trusting in something you can't see, but trusting the fact that he's there. And, you know, the other one, the other incident when... They were in the boat and, and the storm and he, they saw him walking on water. What was, what was the meaning of that? I know this is not the gospel, but the point of that is have faith that I am in control of all, you know, because the, the, the point of the storm, it means trouble, means chaos, means anarchy, means the world, uh, persecution. It means war, a political upheaval. But have faith. And and even through that storm, our purpose is to keep carrying the cross, keep going forward, keep, keep sharing the gospel. I know it's hard, especially because the devil is working very hard to silence us, to keep us from talking about our faith, to keep us from testifying, because the point is not to share the gospel. The cancel culture is really an attack against Christ, against the truth, because he is the way, the truth, and the life. That is why there's cancel culture. That is why there's a lot of censorship. Yeah, it's true. Political groups are being censored. Uh, political critics are being censored. Um, nobody, you know, because now with the... The things that's happening to transgenderism and everything, you know, what's going on with transgenderism, 
causing you know, uh, the lives of children to be destroyed, young people to be destroyed, uh, sexualizing them. The point is to silence the church. And the church, in many ways, our leadership have, have fallen away. Just like the apostles fell away the night of Christ's arrest. Um, you know, unfortunately, they're human beings. But as John Paul II said, as Vatican II said, this is the age of the laity. This is the age of the disciples. The success of the apostles, most of them have fallen away. But we, we must begin to speak, testify, and bring Jesus Christ to the world. And yes, I know it's not easy, but we will do it with faith and love and self-control. We must do it. We must. Because we cannot deny him. If we deny him, he will deny us. That he ever knew us. We have to love him. And we have to ask. I, I would say, pray for an increase of love. Pray for an increase of love. To love him and to surrender to him and to ask him to give you the courage to be his disciple, the courage to testify to the world that Jesus Christ is Lord. We need to do this. God bless. Amen. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. God bless.